This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. All right, and welcome back to another Stopping Socialism TV segment with your host, yours truly, Donald Kendall. Joining me today, I've got Jack McFerrin, who uh, for all those longtime listeners of this channel will be like, who's this guy? I don't know who that is. Well, that's because he is very new to the Socialism Research Center here, research fellow for the Socialism Research Center. He's also the managing editor of 1818 Magazine. Uh, how is it going? You'll probably be a frequent uh, contributor to videos like this. How's it going, Jack? It's going well so far. Yeah, this is my my third week officially on the job, but I was uh, interning in the fall, so I've been connected here for about six months, but uh, I'm off to a good start. Oh, absolutely. So what we have here is an uh, an article that was authored by you for, on 1818 Magazine, and people that are unfamiliar with this website, it's the1818.com. Go to it. There's a whole lot of great content on there. Like I said, Jack is the managing editor of this, uh, this site, and I, he is in charge of putting great content on there and so far doing a marvelous job. So one of these articles authored specifically by you that I want to get into in this segment is titled Fascism, Socialism's Smarter Brother. Before we dive into the content, I just have to put that call out there that I put at the beginning of all of these videos that if uh, you're watching this video and you want to help us uh, reach more people, there's very simple things that you could do. Just hit the like button, leave a comment, share this video. If you're not a subscriber yet, hit the subscribe button. All things that cost absolutely nothing for you to do, but help us kind of break through these big tech erected algorithms and get this content in front of more eyes. So, Jack, uh, this article kind of talking about uh, socialism and fascism and how they're related and all of that. Uh, before we get into any of your findings, why did you decide to write to this article? Sure. Yeah, I, I just it's it's funny. I think on both sides of the aisle, um, the word fascism gets tossed around a lot. And I think that a lot of times people, one, don't really know what they're even saying when they say fascism. And, and two, um, <laughs> there seems to be a lot of uh, people, especially on maybe the left, that um, are already sort of espousing sort of certain fascist uh, principles while uh, claiming to be socialists, which, <laughs> right. they, which they think is somehow the opposite of fascism. And, and it's just, it's not. And that, that's kind of what I uh, wanted to write about. Yeah, you know, I, we have done videos in the past on this channel talking about how we think the term socialism is thrown around a little bit too liberally sometimes and how, you know, we've tried to, put a hard definition on what socialism is because too often people would be like, well, we have snow plows. Does that mean we're socialist? <laughs> you know, it's like it gets, you know, so it's, it's very uh, important to really define our terms so that when we have conversations with people that we disagree with, we're actually talking about the same things instead of like talking to each other instead of talking past each other. So sure. that's why I thought this article was very important. And I wanted to do a video based on this article. So um, the popular culture, uh, when using these terms, makes it seem like they're antithetical. You've got socialism on one side and you've got fascism on the other. 
And I think your main contention of this article, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that, no, they're not on the opposite sides of the spectrum. They're actually, like, they overlap quite a bit. So let's they do. take they, us they, through some of the defining our terms here. They both basically um, have an authoritarian uh, controlling interest at the top uh, that, that attempts to control all of society. Uh, fascism is a little bit more dictatorial. There, there's usually a single leader and socialism is more based upon maybe a group of individuals at the top, but there's just one ideology that is okay. And, and there's no room for anything else. Um, and, and that's, you know, that, that's something that uh, has been seen recently, for example, in, uh, in Venezuela, that's what, that's what it brought Hugo Chavez to power. We don't need to get into the Venezuelan experiment too much, but you know, the economy completely collapsed, but but worse was the human rights abuses based on based upon the repression of any dissent against his rule. And of course, Hugo Chavez was a socialist, a communist who uh, was bent upon revolutionizing a capitalist society to redistribute money to the people. Well, you know, you said you don't have to get uh, too deep into the Venezuela thing, but your article has a number of different examples throughout history. Uh, Venezuela talking about uh, Mussolini and Italy uh, getting into Germany and Hitler. And the kind of the common theme of all of this is the espousing of kind of socialist ideals. But the way of attaining those ideals might not be necessarily in line with some of the writings you know, uh, of uh, socialist thinkers. Sure. Um, yeah. So, so some of those examples that you talk about for, I mean, the, the biggest example, of course, of fascism is the rise of it in uh, post-World War One, pre-World War Two Europe, interwar Europe. Um, in France, uh, that's the, uh, the socialist party that became um, a big ally of the Vichy government and, and, and the Nazis uh, was, was led by a guy who was a socialist for, 20 years. And then in in Belgium, um, the same thing happened. And uh, in, in Britain, uh, Oswald Mosley, um, if anybody watches Peaky Blinders, he's, uh, he's portrayed in there. Um, but he rose to power uh, via the British Labour Party, espousing um, Keynesian economics, basically, mm. interventionary, expansionary fiscal policy, centralized economic planning. It's not a coincidence that that's what's being, uh, you know, reflected in much of our fiscal policy today. Sure. Um, and uh, but but the big thing that happened with the British and where they got their ideas from was, was uh, Italy. And it, it's something called corporatism, where basically the. Um, the leadership, instead of trying to completely overthrow capitalism, which is what most socialists and communists uh, advocate for, they suborn it. They they use it. They 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 use capitalism. You know, it, it's controlled by the state and operating underneath the iron control of the leadership, but they still allow a limited form of uh, business activity. To, to use to assert control over society. Um, and, and that's and that's what happened in Italy under Mussolini, and that's where Hitler um, got sort of his idea for subjugating Germany from. I mean, Hitler was running into some trouble, um, you know, uh, taking over, because the Weimar Republic was a very democratic society. It was an economic catastrophe, but it was a very... Uh, strong democratic uh, tradition that had a lot of uh, strong 
leaders in it. And, and the way that Hitler sort of overcame that was by allying himself to, uh, you know, corporate interests. Uh, for example, um, Krupp Industries, uh, Alfred Krupp, uh, initially opposed Hitler and then was uh, persuaded to join him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever ridden in a Thyssen Krupp elevator, that's the uh, that's the evolution <laughs> of Krupp Industries. I did not by know the way. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, you know, that that's the point of my article. Is it, it, and and Hitler, if you, if you read it, he he and Goebbels uh, and and much of the Nazi leadership. Their speeches are are riven with um, socialist principles, such as uh, you know the collective over the individual, um, the uh, the idea that you can only have free property to a certain extent only if it's controlled by the state, um, the nationalization of public companies, the good of the community over the individual. There can only be a single people, no individual rights. It's it's all it's all the same as Marxist thought. The only difference is that he has he had more power to do it, and that's why he was more successful. Well, I mean, see, this is like the thing that uh, that prevents um, people admitting that, like, you know, Hitler was a socialist. You can go through and say all of these quotes and all these programs that he supported that are completely in line with, you know, standard socialism thought. And they'd be like, no, no, no. He allowed you know, the private markets and uh, private ownership of capital and all of that stuff. And it's just like, well, no, he just figured out a way to make sure that that was still under his control. Um, You know, and like, that's, that's the difference. And to me, that's like not much of a difference, but I'm just looking at it from like a layman's perspective and all of that. And like, that's just another way of centrally planning. You're just make these corporations do what you want. And if not, then they'll have consequences to pay. You know, so like- exactly, exactly, and 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 they, they're all under the the leadership of the centralized sort of um, ideological thought. They're all they're all in lockstep with each other. Yeah. Um, you you say here in summation, the primary difference between socialism and fascia, fascism is that fascia, fascism is smarter. Mm-hmm. Fascism recognizes the potential of suborning private enterprise and nationalizing those private enterprises in service of its socialist objectives. So to me, it's like they have the same uh, the, the same ends. It's just like a, a different means to reach that same ends. Exactly. And that that end is total control. Exactly. So it's like what's the what's the big difference here? Like there really is very little, and and I think that you know one other difference that some people might be thinking of is that socialism is typically about uh, the international socialism. They want the world to uh, to revolutionize and and overthrow capitalism. I would say the other main difference with fascism is that it's focused on the state, sure. and it's, it's it's not really focused on expanding beyond the state. Although <laughs> although Hitler was definitely interested in expanding beyond the state so that was a uh, a little bit of an outlier but yeah but there was um, like that same debate happening after lenin uh in the soviet union you know that was like two sides of the same socialist coin one wanted to be more nationalistic make sure we take care of our area first and the other one's like no we this has to go global so it's like that that argument there's so many contradictions within within, exactly and and but by the way lenin um this reminded me, Hitler has been referred to uh, by an author as um, Lenin's younger brother, okay. uh, w- which I thought was a uh, an apt comparison. Um, 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it, it is interesting because, you know, there, there have been more examples of socialism and communism, but none of them have ever, you know, succeeded. The most obviously glaring one was the USSR, uh, but the USSR collapsed without a war, you, you know, needing to be fought against it. Sure. It collapsed under the weight of its own sort of economic decay that happened under socialism. Fascism, it took the combined might of the entire free mm. world to bring it down. Mm. And that's because it was propelled and and sort of um, supplied by big business. Right. And, uh, and that's what made it strong. Still retaining some of those market forces and just kind of uh, um, angling it towards your agenda as opposed to just trying to reinvent the whole system from the top down. Exactly. Uh, towards the end of this, and I, I think this is kind of an important part I want to spend a little bit of time talking about. At the end of this article, uh, you say, within the United States in particular, this is a cautionary tale that is manifesting before our eyes, illustrated by the ever-increasing clamor for socialist policy initiatives to combat, quote, predatory capitalism, the monopolization of big tech, and the mainstream media's naked censorship of those who diverge from their prescribed ideology. Yet, it is the leftist alliance with Wall Street and corporate stakeholders, as evidenced by the uh, advent of ESG scores and the normalization of corporate social responsibility, that provides the greatest cause for concern. It is eerily reminiscent of the corporatism formerly inherent to Nazi Germany and fascist Italy. So what you're talking about here is the Great Reset. And anyone that's been anyone that's been uh, you know watching this channel for any given amount of time should be aware of what the Great Reset is. And I found this couple of paragraphs particularly interesting, and we won't go into specific, you know, Great Reset. we got other videos on this channel that get into that. But I found that particularly interesting because when we started, when Justin and I started working on the Great Reset book with Glenn Beck, uh, we weren't exactly sure what to call the system that's outlined by the Great Reset. At first, uh, I was saying like, oh, this is just 21st century socialism. Like we should, it's new age socialism. Their goal is central control and, and top down uh, control over resources and all that stuff. So that's just socialism. But as we talked about it more and more, and this is over the course of like literally months, talked about it more and more, we realized that no, it's actually more of a 21st century version of fascism. So that's where the title of the book was derived from. The Great Reset, Joe Biden, and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism. The Great Reset plan uh, is, especially after reading this, is clearly fascism. It so is. it's uh, it's very interesting that we're kind of having this uh, conversation now in light of everything that's going on with the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. The one thing that, the, that what's happening right now is currently missing is a clear... Uh, leader of it but but i think that that might become more apparent in the ensuing years if we don't uh if we don't take measures to stop it yeah yeah no doubt yeah this is a fantastic article uh anyone that's interested in this or or some of the other content that is on this website you can just easily go there by clicking on the link that i'll have in the show notes of this video or just going to the 1818.com uh, any kind of last comments or words of wisdom they want to get off your chest before we sign off for this segment? I think that covers it. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Well, fantastic. Uh, stay tuned to more videos. You'll see 
more of a good old Jack over here talking about some good topics and stuff. Uh, if you sign up for Stopping Socialism TV, just hit that subscribe button. Like I said, you can really help us out by just leaving a comment, hitting the like button, sharing this video, all things that will help this content get in front of more eyes. But uh, all right. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.